This podcast is brought to you by Brisk Languages, and it has the purpose of helping you improve your listening skills. Hello, guys. Good afternoon. I am Marta, and I am here today with Barbara for a change. <laughs> and we're going to talk about a topic that many of us have wondered for a long time, how food affects everything in us. So how food affects our moods, our performance, our physical and even mental health. It is well known that we are what we eat. We've known that this and many people talk about that. We know how food can actually affect our appearance. If we eat too much, mm -hmm. we're going to get a little chubbier. If we eat less, we're going to get skinnier. But uh, it's interesting to know that not only appearance uh, and performance, which is absolutely proven in the case of athletes, For example, we know that they eat specific foods to have an enhanced performance, uh, but also to know that our physical and mental health can be improved. Um, we know that, for example, emotionally speaking, uh, we've heard of people who eat their feelings, right? But the pending question is, do people with anxiety or depression crave for unhealthy foods or is it the other way around? Is food responsible for uh, high stress levels, anxiety and depression? What do you think? Hard question. <laughs> Uh, the relationship between food and mood in individuals is complex. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to just say, oh, it's like this, it's like that. Sure. Uh, and it depends on many variables, but the type and the composition of the food, the amount especially that you consume, mm -hmm. right? The, yes. uh, and we are going to talk about carbs and fats that mm -hmm. people are afraid of. Uh -huh. <laughs> But if they are uh, eaten in moderation, they are actually healthy. Mm -hmm. uh, and also the age, the uh, history of the person, everything can uh, has to be uh, accounted accounted for mm -hmm. yeah uh-huh uh -huh, makes sense so and it, like you said it depends a lot on the person because everybody uh here in brazil for example it's it's very common to hear people that say i cannot drink coffee or else i won't sleep right because mm -hmm. it's well known that coffee is a stimulant but my my father for example like he drinks coffee and goes to bed <laughs> and nothing happens like nothing uh -huh. like he hasn't uh hadn't drink hadn't just drunk a cup of coffee and so it actually depends a lot on your metabolism on your body but we're going to talk a little bit about the effects of specific elements on our diet right mm -hmm. sure so first let's start with carbohydrates oh, the terrible <laughs> carbs <laughs> Uh, so the, the good thing is that they provide our body with energy and we need that mm -hmm. uh, energy to all, basically all functions, all our physical activity. 
but uh, there are some calls, <laughs> uh, so they can cause sometimes sleepness or calmness, calmness in a uh, in a time that you need to be more energized or uh, attention impairment. Mm -hmm. And also, studies have found that diet low in carbohydrates increased feelings of anger, depression, and tension. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so even though it provides energy, the ability of carbohydrates to positively influence mood remains controversial mm -hmm. like people don't know exactly <laughs> how it's it, like it, like we were saying it depends on the person it depends on your routine as well right i think it's important that uh if you are about to eat a great amount of carbs in your um meal please know what effect is going to have on you because yes it's going to give you a lot of energy for a short period of time and then you're gonna have that <gasps> sleepiness and maybe maybe it's good that you have a little time if you're spanish for example a little time for a siesta right so right and also uh we have to consider the kind of uh carbohydrates yes. right because mm -hmm. there are some that we know that are actually terrible for exactly. us especially processed food and of this course. kind of thing mm -hmm. uh, but in general mm -hmm. we still don't know uh, the the researchers don't know for sure exactly like. mm -hmm. such as protein protein contains amino acids which make up the chemicals in your brain so it needs to regulate uh, your thoughts and feelings so it also keeps your uh, keeps you feeling a little fuller when you just eaten them for a longer period of time. So protein is in uh, meat, fish, eggs, cheese, vegetables, uh, more peas, beans, lentils, soy products, nuts and seeds. So it's important. These are important um, uh, items in our diet to make you feel fuller, to make you feel satisfied mm -hmm. with what you eat. So mm -hmm. instead of eating um, a large quantity of food, like for example, you need with carbs, you can eat uh, a lower quantity of nuts, seeds, cheese, eggs, and fish, and it will make you feel a lot more satisfied for a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. Right, and then we get <laughs> to the best one of the list. <laughs> Let's talk about chocolate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so chocolate has a strong effect on our mood. We all know that mm -hmm. uh, generally uh, increasing pleasant feelings and re uh, reducing tension. Always increasing <laughs> pleasant feelings. <laughs> Not generally. <laughs> uh, so uh, we can see that uh, many people consume when they are feeling bored, feeling down, anger, a little depressed, tired, stressed, uh, or if they are particularly happy for I, some reason. I deserve this because chocolate is a prize, it's a reward. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. uh, and also we have the chocoholics. Uh -huh. uh, so the people that like it very much and consume it uh, a lot, but uh, researchers are examining the effects of these substa substances and potentially could create a drug-like addiction. Yes, I, I, can, <laughs> I can for sure tell you that chocolate can be addictive. Uh, I know many people who cannot go a day without eating chocolate. Uh, 
people in my family and it, it can be addictive because of the feelings that it produces mm -hmm. that happy mood that um, pleasant feeling of satisfaction that you have like I deserve this and this can be linked to so psychologically to our the way we were raised or our upbringing right mm -hmm. but still it's so dark <laughs> that it's very hard to resist however we need to pay attention uh, again there's always a con so we need to pay attention to the sugar levels in the chocolate that we uh, eat uh, because we all know that if you eat chocolate that's like over 70% uh, cocoa it's even healthier and not as bad for your health so just pay attention that it contains a number of potentially psychoactive chemicals <laughs> that act as stimulants so if you're gonna eat a lot of uh, chocolate it's gonna act like a lot of coffee <laughs> you're gonna be hyperactive right uh, and there's actually an interesting study uh, an experiment that they wanted to see like if the kind of chocolate mattered mm -hmm. so they gave participants a box which contained different kinds of chocolate like uh, milk chocolate white chocolate just cocoa powder uh, in capsules or capsule sorry <laughs> uh, white chocolate with cocoa and they told people that they had to eat one if they felt uh, the need or the craving, the craving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they found out that only choc uh, the milk chocolate could alleviate the desire for chocolate so none of the other ones uh, the only the cocoa wasn't effective the white chocolate wasn't effective uh, so the thing is is it really the, the cocoa uh, itself health? Or, or the sugars and additions that mm -hmm. we put into it, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So the the unique taste and feel of chocolate in uh, in our mouth is responsible for this chocolate craving. Mm -hmm. I thought that was so interesting. Yes, for sure. Again, probably because of the experiences we've had mm -hmm. and what we actually uh, associated with the the taste of chocolate. Because to be honest, have you tried 100% cocoa? It's <laughs> but can we really say that we shouldn't do that to poor Coco uh -huh. because it's the way it is it's it has no actual sweet taste mm -hmm. but we're not used to that as mm -hmm. children we're so used to that sugary chocolate that we were raised uh, mm -hmm. trying that uh, milk chocolate now is the only one that I can actually feel the, uh, the craving which is not as good but okay again we need to pay attention just like caffeine which can be a psychoactive drug <laughs> caffeine is also very addictive as we know it's mostly consumed in the form of coffee tea and it has a stimulant effect uh, enhancing, enhancing alertness vigilance uh, vigilance and reaction time so it's great for people who have a difficulty getting up in the morning but also increases anxiety in susceptible individuals so we all know that a person who cannot function before their cup of coffee and again this is very psychological but yes caffeine uh, is a has a stimulant effect 
that's proven. Mm -hmm. So it uh, also it's also proven, and this is actually something very common in Portugal. We know that caffeine can relieve headaches, drowsiness, fatigue, mm -hmm. even hangovers. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good thing, but like everything in life, taken with moderation. Uh -huh. Because you have the, the side effect exactly. afterwards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, and then let's talk about fat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so omega-3 fat acids that are uh, found in fish and other seafood contribute to the fluidity of the cell membranes. So mm -hmm. they play an important role in the brain development and functioning. <laughs> this is extremely important for uh, babies. Yes. It's actually recommended for um, soon-to-be moms and for small children to start when they start uh, uh, eating. Uh, actually, because it actually develops, as you said, uh, the brain and its functioning. It helps with connections in the brain, uh, neurons and cells, which is actually amazing, right? Mm -hmm. And low uh, levels of omega-3 are associated with uh, depression, pessimism, impulsivity, and they can play a role also in other mental disorders like uh, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, attention deficit disorder. Mm -hmm. So the, the thing is, it, this is the kind of food that I don't think you're gonna eat too much, but if you don't have omega-3 in your body, it's going to have a big consequence. Mm -hmm. So it's good, it's going to help with depression, pessimism, impulsivity, mm -hmm. as you said, and even pay attention because this is a very common um, uh, diagnosis nowadays between our kids, attention deficit disorder. This is very important. And I think it's, if we have a natural medicine mm -hmm. that we can choose from or Primarily, <laughs> this is my first option as well. So I try to, um, again, I have a baby, right? So I try to uh, give him a healthy and um, uh, full of variety diet because I know the effects of food, the, the effects that food can have in your body, metabolism, and even your brain, mm -hmm. like you just said. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but then when we talk about omega-3, we go into the category of fats, <laughs> right? Yes. So and then we have the bad ones. That's <laughs> everything. Exactly. So the, the thing is, uh, try to avoid mm -hmm. uh, some, like these bad fats, but not avoid all fats at all, mm -hmm. because then that can be uh, bad for our system. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. So, especially trans fats and partially hydro hydrogened oils. Hydrogenated? Hydrogenated, thank you very much. Uh, that we see like many uh, in cakes and biscuits, things that we buy um, at the supermarket. And we know that they can be very tempting especially when we are feeling low, kind of the same thing with chocolate. Mm -hmm. uh, but we know that this kind of fat's not good for our mood, for our physical health in the long run. So we should really avoid those. Mm -hmm. The same thing happens, and now changing a little bit of uh, the subject, I'd like to talk a little bit about emotions and how food can 
affect our emotions. It's something that it's not uh, widely known, okay? But for example, uh, if a group of individuals is asked to eat foods high in calories, they might experience anxiety and other negative emotions because they're afraid of gaining weight. So food has an effect, a psychological effect on your mood, okay? So for example, it's for me, it's very uh, dear to my heart grandmother's your granny's cake you know mm -hmm. and in my case it's my granny's orange cake mm -hmm. which is like a comfort food is like we um, have a, an effective memory for a specific kind of food uh, that is usually triggers a positive emotion mm -hmm. so every time you eat a specific uh, type of cake or a soup that your grandma used to make for example even that the smell of that food can evoke a strong emotional experience so a person who thinks that drinking a cup of coffee will increase alertness yes they might feel more alert even after drinking a placebo coffee <laughs> a decaffeinated coffee because it's just a psychological effect. It's just a, um, a food that triggers a memory and an emotion. So again, we started talking about that. People who eat their feelings, this is what they're doing actually. Mm -hmm. they're, they're trying to satisfy themselves with positive feelings and uh, with this, these emotional experience by eating something that it's dear to their heart mm -hmm. you know so i just wanted to get put that out there because it might help someone mm -hmm. absolutely and how is that related then to our mental health <laughs> good connection mental health it, when you stick to a diet of healthy food uh you're setting yourself up for less mood fluctuations and this is like Obvious. Obvious. <laughs> uh -huh. So an overall uh, happier outlook and an improved ability to focus will come with a healthier diet. So studies have even found that healthy diets can help with symptoms of depression and anxiety. Because if you think about it, if you're taking care of your body, you're taking care of yourself, you're putting yourself first. So unhealthy diets have been linked to an increased risk of dementia even or strokes. So. Again, you're taking care of your body, you're taking care of yourself. So your mental health will also improve because mood, like we said, can be connected with food. So it will be improved by what you eat. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about some tips. tips we like tips. Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> so first one would be to eat regularly because we know that uh, when your our blood sugar drops, we might feel tired, depressed, a little uh, irritated. So it's good that we maintain um, so slow release energy foods, including pasta, rice, oats, whole grain, uh, whole grain breads, cereals, nuts, seeds. Mm -hmm. they, they can help us instead of just eating like a lot of sugar at once. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and then having that sugar crush. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good to avoid foods that also make your blood sugar rise and fall rapidly, like I was saying, such as sweets, biscuits, sugary drinks, alcohol. So this is something that your uh, body will process as sugar. So you will feel an immediate boost of energy, but it's so quick and then you will feel terrible <laughs> right afterwards. <laughs> so it's good to avoid those kind of foods. Uh -huh. 
eating breakfast that's very uh, mm -hmm. important some people don't have this habit but it also uh, gets the day off to a good start so yes for very sure. important mm -hmm. and, and a good breakfast <laughs> yeah yeah of course not <laughs> not a coke and a cochina okay guys I'm just saying this not judging okay I am not judging but this is something that when I got here uh, in Brazil was something that it was mind-blowing because um, we have a Mediterranean diet in Portugal of course European but I've never seen people drinking coke at breakfast or even fried food for that matter so it's good to start with milk a cup of juice orange juice or whatever fruit you prefer and maybe some eggs some I don't know um, trying to remember the <laughs> cheese and ham which is also good mm -hmm. but eat a good variety and avoid those foods that we're talking about okay <laughs> so coke means a lot of sugar mm. try to avoid yeah. it <laughs> yeah or even a milkshake in the morning <laughs> remember <laughs> avoid sugar <laughs> Uh, also, uh, something that's very important, try to eat smaller portions, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we uh, just want to be satisfied with lunch and dinner, uh, eat a little bit of breakfast because we are in a rush, but actually eating more regularly is better for mm -hmm. us. Yeah, it's like uh, less but more frequently throughout yeah. the day, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Once uh, I was a person who didn't used to drink water as well uh, <laughs> at all at all at all at i know all. <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna bollock me because i could spend a whole week without drinking water and again i i said i was not judging because i was the um soda drinker and coffee drinker and the only water i would drink would be on soup tea or coffee <laughs> so i cannot judge anyone but once i found out the benefits of staying hydrated of drinking uh, water and water cannot be replaced by anything else guys okay um so you may find it difficult to uh, concentrate or even think clearly my head would hurt many times okay i would have terrible headaches throughout my week uh, to the point that once that was happening i could just stop and think what is the, what is causing this am i spending too much time reading on the computer without my glasses or oh wait I haven't drank water for a long time. <laughs> so uh, it, it can even get you to feel constipated, which puts no one in a good mood. So it's recommended that you uh, drink between six to eight glasses of water every day. Yes, it includes tea, coffee, juices, or whatever. But again, it needs to have a, a good amount of water, okay? So nothing is going to substitute uh, you're good two liters of water per day, okay? I'm not a doctor, but I have the experience of how it changed my life <laughs> because of all the reasons I've just mentioned. <laughs> Uh, and also, we always talk about that, but vegetables and fruits mm -hmm. uh, contain a lot of minerals, vitamins, fiber, and they, of course, keep us physically and mentally healthy. So always mm -hmm. a good idea to uh, have a great amount. And we also talk about the uh, color variety, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. <laughs> so if you're uh, 
plate is colorful, you're probably eating well. The perfect diet to enhance our mood and optimize performance and health remains unknown. Okay, we're no experts here. We're not trying to convince you of anything, but just to state basically what you might already know. Um, there is a, a food mood relationship. We all know it. And there are studies, but they are often generalized and subjective. So it's good to, the best thing is to follow a well-balanced uh, diet, rich in protein, moderating carbs, and low in fats, since this could generally improve mood and energy levels, basically. Um, other tips that I normally give students if you're stressed before an interview, if you are uh, afraid of something, eat, because this psychologically affects your brain. If you eat or even just uh, chew some gum, it's going to prevent you to feel nervous at a job interview, for mm -hmm. example. So there are things that you can trick your body uh, or your brain basically <laughs> into improving your mood. But these are just little tips. So the most important thing for a healthy brain and a healthy body is to have a well-balanced diet and exercise. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so thank you so much, guys, thank for being you. with us. Hope you enjoyed this topic and we'll see you next time. See you. Bye-bye, guys.